so we are facing our worst tax burden since the 1940s. For 80 years, we are facing our worst tax burden. I'll let you know um, who has provided this data. It's actually the OBR. But in the late 70s, early 80s, tax rates got in the 80s of percent. And I don't think people really understand how high taxes are and the full implications of Brexit and (coughs) COVID and wars. Uh, And I think that we need to batten down the hatchets and be ready. And I'm going to share some things I think you can do. But I think we all need to stand up and speak out. Otherwise, 80, 85% of what you sell and what you earn and what you spend will be tax. Do you want to work eight to nine hours out of 10 for the government? My guess is no. Then we need to really look at this very seriously. Okay, so according to the OBR, who are the Office for Budget Responsibility, um, we are, Britons, and this is going to be pretty similar across the world, facing the biggest tax burden since the 1940s. This is despite apparently Rishi Sunak's um, £6 billion giveaway and the things that he did recently. Um, I'm not sure that enough was done. Let me know what you think, by the way. So the national insurance threshold was increased by £3,000. Not really sure how much that's going to help. Fuel tax duty was cut by five pence um, a litre, but hasn't it gone up like 20, 25 pence? So they can cut it a bit, but if it's already gone up a lot, then what difference is that actually making? A lot of people here are saying UK is finished. We the people say no. Things are getting serious here in the UK. I agree. I think they are. We must not hide from it. We must face it. We must stand up and speak out. You must have strategies and tactics on the ready. Now, look, COVID couldn't have been an easy thing for our government to navigate. But wasting billions on loans to the wrong people in COVID and having to write off billions that has not been paid back and will never be paid back, That is bad management of money. And spending billions on an app that was pinging the wrong people, that is a bad use of money. And across the board, the government have wasted tens of billions. It was something like 8 to 11 million in PPE equipment that they had to write off because they couldn't use it anymore because it had gone out of date or wasn't fit for purpose anymore. So I am going to underestimate those three things, totaling around 20 billion, 20 billion pounds in tax paid money, in your money, in my money, that has not been invested properly or wisely. And who is going to pay for that? You're going to pay for that and I'm going to pay for that because the only way I can see that the government know how to generate revenue is to increase taxes. Don't they know there's another way? It's called increase the economy. What about the support, the subsidy, the tax breaks and reliefs and the incentives for entrepreneurs and creators to produce, to manufacture, to innovate, to design, to build? 
What about all of these incentives? And what about working with entrepreneurs, creators, innovators, instead of just saying, oh, oh, you guys look like you're making a bit of money. We're already taking 70% of it. Let's have 75%. Let's have 80%. Now, by the way, they're never going to tell you that's what it is. But when corp tax is going up from 18% to 25%, when VAT is still 20%, when national insurance has gone up, when there's business rates, when there's VAT on what you sell and VAT on what you buy, when there's various taxes on what you buy and various taxes on what you sell, I've roughly worked this out. Roughly speaking, I pay about 70 pence in the pound in tax, which means for every 10 hours I work, seven hours of working for the government. Where's the incentive for me to do more, to build more, to serve more, to solve more, to create more, to manufacture more and to produce more, which is going to increase the economy? Where is my incentive to do that and where is yours? We need to push back on this. Now, look, I'm not a government hater, but I do think that we put the government into power and we should hold them accountable. I'm not a Rishi hater, but come on, there was a lot of verbiage on how we're going to support you. But a fuel duty tax cut of five pence when it's gone up 20 and 25 pence is a token gesture at best. At best. The basic rate of income tax will be cut from 20p to 19p in the pound. Wow. One pence cut in the pound. Yet inflation is 7.9%, which means it's probably 10 to 10% or more. The governments are printing money over and over and over and over and over which is called quantitative easing. I reckon in reality, because they don't put all of the goods and services into their inflation figures. I don't know why, because it's all spin. So I reckon in reality, inflation is 10 to 15%. Every year, your spending power is going down 10 to 15%. But wait a minute, they're going to cut the basic rate of income tax from 20 pence to 19 pence in the pound. And that's the basic rate, by the way. And they're going to cut fuel duty um, by 5p when it's gone up 20p. Come on. This is not enough. They are not going to fire up the economy and fuel the economy and fuel growth and fuel production by increasing tax. The only way they're going to do that is to help entrepreneurs, creators, change makers, innovators, manufacturers and producers, help them to build more, to create more and to produce more. And I'm not just talking about the endless driving and striving for, for more. We had COVID, we had lockdowns, supply chains, chains were shut, manufacturing was shut, production was shut, innovation was shut. And this needs to be fueled up again. And taking more money off the builders and the creators is not going to fuel the economy. And all of this, oh, we're going to do a lot. And look at us doing a lot. And we are doing unprecedented. It's unprecedented that fuel duty has been um, cut by five pence. It's unprecedented. Yeah, but it's unprecedented that it went up by 20 pence. I don't know if you watched the spring announcement, but there was some opposition to that, which I think is really important. Uh, so the shadow chancellor, Rachel Reeves, told the Commons, today was the day that the chancellor could have put a windfall tax on oil and gas companies to provide real help to families. But he didn't. Today was the day the chancellor could have set out a proper plan to support businesses and create good jobs. But he didn't. This is where I really feel things need to change. 
There is no help for starting a business, a help for scaling a business. There is no, there is no help for a small business. With all the P&O ferries debacle that went on, P&O told the government they were going to need to make the 800 layoffs. They made the 800 layoffs and then many people in government lambasted them and told them it was illegal and looking into their relationship and looking into the illegalities of this mass redundancy. When in reality, P&O told the government they were going to do it. It was circulated into government. Why didn't the government help? Why, why is everyone blaming P&O for the redundancies? Oh, and by the way, I believe they doled out 33 odd million pounds in redundancies. That wasn't mentioned by the mainstream media. Why aren't the government supporting the redundancies, supporting the firms, supporting employment, supporting jobs? Instead of giving us breaks and reliefs and incentives, they're just chopping us off at the knees. Why would you go and start a business or scale a business or produce more if you knew that 70 and 75% of it was going to get taken off you? You wouldn't. Martin Lewis, the money-saving expert, he said the spring statement was peanuts compared to the cost of living crisis. Fuel, um, fuel prices are at record highs. Inflation are at virtually record highs. Taxing is nearing record highs. Food costs nearing record highs. But what's being done? Oh, well, we'll squander 20 billion on PPE write-offs and on loan write-offs and on apps that don't work properly. So the Office, the office for Budget Responsibility, they said that the amount of tax paid compared to GDP will be the highest since the 1940s. This shit is real and it's happening. Inflation is at its highest level for 30 years and rising. Energy prices are at record highs. People are worried sick. And for all his words, it's clear that the Chancellor does not understand the scale of the challenge. He talks about providing security for working families, but his choices are making the cost of living crisis worse, not better. Now, I'm not a Rishi hater, by the way. I'd love, I'm, we're actually in talks with him to be on my podcast you know, it's, I think he's got a bit of a poison chalice role. I think being in the government right now is the hardest time to be in government. I'm not sure any of us could necessarily do any better. But um, Gracie's just asked me, what do I suggest? I suggest that you do everything you can to incentivise and to support production, manufacturing, output, creation, uh, and fuel up the economy. The economy is driven by the manufacturing and the production of goods and services that are useful to the people that can employ and create jobs and create taxation revenues and can create profits for entrepreneurs and make more living. So um, I don't know what unemployment is right now. I can imagine it's quite high. So imagine if we can get people into jobs because we create more manufacturing and industry. I mean, the UK used to be the centre of the world for industry. Now we do virtually no manufacturing and industry. Now, surely some manufacturing and industry in products and services need, that need to be fuelled up because of the uh, lockdown again, because of the complete constriction of the supply chain. There's a double win there because you can improve the economy and you can create more jobs. But there's no incentive. This is the problem. Why would I risk manufacturing, building or producing something if I knew 70% plus of it was going to be taken off me in taxes? Why would I risk doing that? And by the way, salaries seem to be on the up, yet the, the supply of really 
good quality workers is really hard right now. Brexit sent a lot of them out of the country again. So we've had Brexit and COVID and wars, a triple whammy of making it difficult to produce and to create and to work and to earn and to live. Yet they're taking more off of us. It's wrong. It's completely wrong. Quick summary is that Britain faces its biggest tax burden since the 1940s, according to the Office of Budget Responsibility, who've said that the amount of tax paid compared to GDP is the highest it's been since the 40s, which means tax is high and G tax is high and relatively high and GDP is low and relatively low because obviously GDP is not thriving because there's been a lockdown. So if you turn off all manufacturing and all employment, give or take, there's a bit, there was obviously some employment through lockdown, but mostly not. But certainly production and products and services were virtually turned off. And that might have been the right decision, by the way. I don't know what you think, whether COVID 1.0 was the right decision to lock down. A 2.0 and 3.0 and 17.0 for me, definitely not the right decision. But I also respect it, it would have been a hard decision. COVID 1.0, I could definitely argue that was a decision I may have made. You wouldn't want to be responsible for millions of deaths. But once you got data and research and you'd seen it once and you could start to see the impact in the economy. And I was saying in many of my lives, by the way, that there, there could be a 10 year implication of this in dramatically increased tax rises, many stealth rises, a load of PR to make out that they're doing a lot to help when they're really not. It is PR spin to say that it's unprecedented, the fuel duty tax cuts, when the fuel duty tax rises is four times more in the last two years than the cuts. That's just freaking spin. And asked what I would do about it, I wouldn't focus on increasing taxes. I'd actually reduce taxes. I'd reduce that. I'd reduce corp tax. I'd reduce business rates. I'd create subsidies and incentives and rewards and tax breaks. And I would challenge existing companies and entrepreneurs and new employers and, and start and scale up entrepreneurs and small businesses to go and solve the problems, to go and produce the products and services and the manufacturing and the industry that is required to fire up the economy. If I were the government, I'd look at what do we need to fire up? What do we need to produce again to make Britain strong, to create jobs, to create revenue? Okay, we're going to go and incentivize and reward people to do just that. That's how they generate the billions that they need. And here's the irony. They're taxing us more and more and more and more, which is going to disincentivize us to produce. So the economic growth is going to constrict and then the economy is going to be even worse off. Hit the share button. We must speak up and we must stand up for, I believe, a reduction, not an increase in taxes. I believe actual real policy change uh, in these budgets where things that we are being told are done actually make a difference. Like if you reduced VAT from 20% to 10%, that would actually make a difference. It would make a difference for people who sell because they charge VAT, which means they charge half the VAT, which means their prices essentially reduce. And it would make a difference to people who buy because if there is half the VAT, essentially there's 10% less on your costs. So people might spend more and people might sell more. We need to encourage spending and encourage selling and creating. Why are business rates still as high as they are? Why is corp tax still going to go up from, what, 19 to 25? Or Basically, corp tax is going up over 
I think it's from 19 to 25 or 19 to 28. I, I, I shudder to look, by the way. I'm not a Rishi hater. In some ways, I really like him. You'd think he's got an entrepreneurial mind with his family ties. And his wife and his wife's dad. His wife's dad is a, worth five billion. I'm interviewing him on my podcast. No, not enough being done. Too much wasted money. Too much increase in tax. If they put taxes up, if taxes go up another 5% across the board for me, I'm out of the country. I never thought I'd say that. I love this country. I love my city. My company's just down the road and I love all my staff. My mum and dad are just down the road there. If they put the tax up another 5%, I'm out of here. And I know every entrepreneur I know, every business owner, they're pissed off. They're pissed off. Let me know what you think. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Hit the share button. We must stand up. We must speak out. We must hold the government to account. We can't just sit here being silent as our ability to trade is reduced and reduced and constricted to nothing. As our rewards and benefits are taken away from us. And that money that they take away from us is freaking squandered in Downing Street. We've got to stand up for this. We've got to speak up. And you can do that by hitting the share button right now. Thanks for tuning in. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. These are disruptive times.